everyone. Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And we are both Charlie Swan, who, unbeknownst to us, our daughter is planning a raunchy sexcapade with her horrible boyfriend that we hate. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. What's good? What's new? Um, honestly, not too much is new with me. Um, Danny got me a huge Squishmallow, so that's exciting. Just a new addition to the fam. Um, I don't have jury duty. I thought I was going to have it, but I just squeezed on by, so I don't have jury duty. And the listeners, when you be, when you will hear this, it will be over, but Thursday, April 14th is my last day at Chipotle, so end of an era. Definitely end of an era. Um, she did already steal me a box of salt. Thanks for your concern. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's sitting in my car right now. <laughs> um, so this past weekend, we did actually have our patron event. We're not lying about it this time. We had a good time with everyone that came. We played some Quiplash on Discord. Also, Paige and I just kind of cranked out, quote unquote, watching New Moon because we finished New Moon so long ago and they just put the movies back on Hulu. So I did want to ask for your quick thoughts on the New Moon movie page. Basically, it was just me, Paige, and Danny that watched it. So soundtrack, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Love the music. Really great selections. It was okay. Other than that, it was okay. Um, I, you know, we had our classic Bella, Where the Hell Have You Been, Loca, which... Listeners, go watch it on Hulu and tell me if the scene seems weird to you. I don't know. I thought the cadence of it was off. Like, I thought it was, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? But in the movie we watched, it was like, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? I don't know. It was just like a different cadence. Someone tell me if I'm crazy or if I'm not crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. It's It's weird also going back to before Rosalie has like is nice to Bella we still got a little like meanness from Rosalie before everything so it was like oh yeah I forgot about that and also really charming to see Jacob like I don't know it was it was really nice reading Jacob in New Moon so getting back to that Jacob was was nice a lot of topless Jacob a lot of abs which like isn't horrible but also he's supposed to be 16 so yeah Paige did not like the wigs. <laughs> no, the wigs were very bad. I they did Jacob dirty. They're, that is too straight of a hairline. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But you're right about the soundtrack. That slaps. I low-key listened to it after we watched it. I listeners, you will understand this. I literally listened to Rosalind at the gym the other day. That's how you know you're down bad. <laughs> Because for Paige's benefit, Rosalind is the Boney Bear song. And it's just like in the in the fandom, it's used as like you are listening to this and sobbing. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I love that song just in general. In in the movie it was it was very uh poignant. <laughs> oh, that one impossibility. There's a possibility. I don't remember when that one happens. It's the part when um, it, the camera's just circling her and the months are going by. So sad. <laughs> so obviously uh, the movies are on Hulu, so we're thinking we'll finish Eclipse by the end of May. So patrons, probably sometime in early June, will watch Eclipse with y'all. So stay tuned for that. Recommendations Corner, let's go. Um, So I got this. I got this can of... Strawberry lemonade, the brand, but it's like a hard drink. The brand is Lee Spirits. And I have seen this can. It's so charming and cute. It's, I've seen it at the liquor store a million times, but it's like, there's only four cans and it was like 15 bucks. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that. But I just decided to splurge and get it. Cause I'm like, what if it's really good? I don't know. So I'm going to do a live trying of me trying this drink to tell you if it's good or not so if it's not good I'll have a different recommendation (laughs) okay I'm excited 
That was a small sip. You need another one, I feel like. This is very good. Um, the flavor is very subtle. I thought this was going to be gross because it's gin and I don't like gin. However, this is 9% alcohol. This can is 9%, which is insane. And I, it does not taste like it is 9%. Very good. Would recommend. Love that. Yeah, I'll have to, you'll set it. What'd you say was the brand name again? It's called Lee Spirits. The okay. can is like a light pink color and it has a little cartoon of a lemon and a strawberry. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. I forgot about Recommendation Corner, so I'm trying to think what I should recommend. Hmm. Um, okay, actually, I do have something. If you're looking for a hair product to be your only hair product, I recently did this because I had a lot and I just feel like my hair was confused. I bought this one called Mistress, terrible name, but it's by IGK. And it's That's the brand. And it's like a basically like a leave-in balm. And I use it every single time I wash my hair. I don't use any other products and I really, really like it. It is $30, but I've had it for like two months. So that's the thing about hair care products. I, you know, I want to get the ones that work for me, but I have to try all the products to find the ones that work for me. And they're all like $45. Yeah. Yeah. This one has really good reviews and I bought it from Ulta. I think they'd probably have it at other places too. So I would recommend. What is your, like, how would you describe your hair type slash style? Is it, I mean, is the product applicable for all types or? Mila is having a conniption fit. <laughs> okay. Um, from what I read in the reviews, yes. I have, I don't know, not, not curly hair. I do not have curly hair. I don't really have straight hair either, but it's also not wavy. <laughs> it's just kind of existing. Her hair literally makes a question mark. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's mostly straight. I have really thick hair. I have a lot of hair. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it used to be like pin straight and then I bleached it and now it doesn't do that anymore unless I straighten it, but it's fine. When I was a freshman at CSU, um, my past roommate, but at the time dorm, she lived in, the, she lived on the same floor as me. Um, her name's Iskra. We love her. She follows us on Instagram. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she's a Twilight fan. Um, she had basically like bleached her hair to the, to the max before she came to college and it was long and you could tell it was damaged and she knew it. She was like, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Like she's a big fan of all kinds of crazy dyed hair. So at one point she cut it super short to like get all that damaged hair out. And apparently one girl in one of her classes was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. I hated how damaged it was before. It looks really good now. Like someone that she wasn't friends with at all or like had ever talked to before just like came up and said that to her. Well, here is the here is the punchline of this. Years and years and years later, me working at Chipotle. OK, Um this guy, I, he was like my number one customer crush. He came in, he knew my name. We had good banter. We, he was a really nice guy. I mean, he, she, he still is a nice guy. Um, I thought he was asking me out on a date one day because he was like, what are you doing Monday night? And I was like, I don't know yet. What are you doing Monday night? And he was like, oh, I'm actually preaching at this coffee shop and I'm inviting all of my closest friends and I was really hoping you could come. And I was like, one, I'm not interested. Two, one of your closest friends? That's devastating. And then very shortly after he got engaged and he was telling me about it and he brought his fiance in and it was her. It was the girl who had said that to Iskra. And I was like, oh my God, no, I totally know you. You were in the honors program at CSU, right? And she was like, yeah, how do you know that? And I had to make up a completely fake story about how I knew her. Yeah, because it couldn't be like you insulted my friend and she pointed you out to us. And so I know you from that. So I had to make something up. Honestly, you should have said that you insulted my friend because that's rude. Keep that shit to yourself. 
honestly, yeah, like, like, we all knew it was damaged. She even said it was damaged. But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to go up to a stranger and be like, your hair looks so much healthier. I hated how damaged it was. So fucking weird. People just need to not say 90% of the shit that comes into their brain. One second. Get out of here! That was actually, like, a really good, like, yeah! I love <laughs> Meow. Yeah, true. Um, okay. So, this week, we read The Lunacy that was Eclipse chapters 19 and 20. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be editorializing. Paige, what did you think of these two chapters? Okay, so I was feeling really pumped when I read Selfish, because I got that one fucking right. I got that one hella right. I was like, yeah, I nailed it. Let's get on to the second chapter, because I know I'm going to nail that one too. Wrong wrong like how how much more wrong can a gal be I don't think any more wrong than I was I had this this hit me like a fucking train I was not prepared for any of this it became very obvious like pretty quickly into um compromise what was going on but I didn't want to believe it I didn't want to and I was afraid of what was coming my way I have two main thoughts. One of them we'll get to later. I don't want to like, I don't want to spoil it. But I think the main thought coming out of compromise is, Steph, your Christianity is showing. You got to put that shit away. (laughs) So true. Although I do have some thoughts around, I have discourse about the discourse. So we will get to that as well. But I'm laughing really hard at you. (laughs) The trade metaphor. That's really funny. Um, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about because you don't know, like, the chapters in which, I mean, you're about to listen to us go over them, but this is basically when Bella tries to sleep with Edward and he says no. He says no asterisks. He says no, but I want it so bad. (laughs) No question mark? (laughs) No, but then he's making that face that he makes in Twilight when Bella walks into the biology room and it's like strained and there's like veins popping out of his skull that it's no like that. (laughs) So funny. Okay, well, first we have to get through selfish, which Paige was 100% right about. Uh, Multiple things in this chapter, but we'll get to that. Um, So the last chapter left off with... You know, they were in the clearing for the first night of training. They have another night of this training, play fighting, whatever you want to call it, in this chapter. But um, where we pick up, Bella basically has slept through the whole day because she was up all night at that thing. And she's, like, kind of shook, which, if you've ever slept through the whole day, same. I was also, I, I am also shook when I do that. Yeah, I I have this very critical time that if I don't wake up by a certain time, it's like I'm not getting anything done that day. So if I were to wake up in the situation, it's like that day is over already for me. Like, I've already wasted critical time. Yep. It's really like, for me, the, the bellwether is like, am I going to put my contacts in today? If I'm not, then nothing's happening. I, you know... I do get a lot done with glasses, but for me, it's like I try to do all of the stuff I have to do first, so then the rest of my day is mine to have, and usually that involves, like, errands. I mean, what else do do I have going on? And... And I like to go do those things as early as possible because, like, if you wait to go to the grocery store until, like, any time after 3 p.m., you're done-zo. You're gone-zo. You may as well dig yourself a grave already because the grocery store is going to be, like, jam-packed. And I just can't handle that. I can't handle a full parking lot. I can't handle seven men in the ketchup aisle trying to decide what kind of barbecue sauce they want. I want the aisles to be as empty as possible. So, like, if I were to wake up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and I had to go buy things for dinner, I'm like, I'm door dashing. Sorry, I'm not going. That's fair. I never go grocery shopping before 3 p.m., so I feel kind of called out. <laughs> I, like, some people can handle it, and that's fine. I just have too much social anxiety for, I, like, the grocery store is, like, the worst of the worst. You get all the garbage people there. No one with self-awareness. Someone who has their cart parked diagonally in the aisle. And I'm like, why? 
Why? You not think about other people? No. Yes, and you can stand there in their peripherals for like eight minutes and they will not acknowledge your existence. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so Edward and Bella are talking and he sees the bracelet that Jacob had made for her. Well, he made the charm. And <laughs> there's this little moment where Bella's like, for a second I thought he was going to crush the thing that Jacob made me. And I, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Can you imagine if he did that? Like, I know he wouldn't, but at the same time, he would. He is in his brain. You know for sure he is. So he then asks if he can, like, add a charm to it. Paige is already shaking her head. I don't know. I kind of get it. I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean... First of all, I was shaking my head for something different. We'll get to that. But I don't know. It's just like, I wouldn't want to claim someone else's gift as my own. And also, like, we as readers know this. Edward doesn't know this. But, like, he he says, you know, I don't want you to not think about me. Like, you know, Jacob gave you this, so you think about him and remember him. What if I give you something to think about me? Boy, she's already doing that. You don't need it. You don't need a charm. I promise you. The reason that I was shaking my head, though, is that he brings up, it's a hand-me-down. And as soon as he fucking said that, I knew exactly what he meant. I didn't even need to get to the end of, we didn't even talk about the end of compromise. That's its own fucking thing. I completely forgot about it. I blocked it out of my head. But, like, as soon as he said, well, it's not new. It's a hand-me-down. I knew exactly what was going on. I knew it. You knew it was going to be like a crown jewel or something. I knew it was going to be his fucking mom's engagement ring. I knew it. I knew that shit. Well, technically it's not because he does give her that heart that he puts on the bracelet. I just, the foreshadowing of it, I like, ooh, did you hear my voice crack? No. My, you know, my teenage hormones are just raging right now. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I'm built different, I guess. In some ways, I am, like, I think this is partly my Catholic upbringing, but I haven't quite shaken off. But I, I do I do love, like, a little bit of, like, um, like, an initial necklace of the person you're dating or, like, stuff like that. I just think it's cute. With Edward and Bella, it wouldn't be cute because nothing they do is cute. But I get where he's coming from. I, I totally agree. When when you said um, a charm, I thought you meant like him adding a charm to the bracelet that Jacob gave her. Like I did. <laughs> oh, I for some reason I thought he gives her like a whole other bracelet. No, he just puts it on that same bracelet. See, I to me that's just like I I would feel weird doing. I don't know. I guess, like, the chain itself is metal, so it's not, like, it's not, like, Jacob made the chain, too, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to, like, and maybe this is just me. I wouldn't want to step on someone else's toes or, like, claim someone else's gift is now, like, also my gift, too, you know? I totally get what you're saying. I don't think Edward gives a shit about Jacob's toes, to be honest. You're 100% correct on that. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I would kind of think, like, I don't know, I've never had men fight over me. Like, let's get real. So I feel like this would kind of be like, ooh, another charm, you say? <laughs> I don't know. Probably if it was a real life, I would hate it. But I, I, do, I do also agree with you on the sentiment of having, like, a nice token before things get, like, ultra serious, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um... Basically, this whole chapter, until they come to an agreement at the end, is them arguing about, like, Bella basically says that she wants to be in the clearing because she wants to do what she can to help. But really what she's getting at is that she has to be the same place that Edward is and says that she cannot survive if her conditions are not met. Which, listen, she had a mental illness, so I'm not one to judge. I just think it's a little dramatic, but that's all. I agree. And also this kind of took me a little bit by surprise because I genuinely thought that 
Bella wanted to do this confounded idea because she loves all the Cullens so much that she wants to protect them and give them any upper hand that they can have. And also to keep the werewolves safe too. You know, if she is there, it's going to give them the chance to like take control of the situation. And that's why I thought she wanted to do it. Like she wanted to help in any way she could. And the best way she could would be put herself in the front line. While that is a thing, it's the only, it's like the main reason she wants to do this is because she has to be with Edward. And I'm like, come on, come on. Yeah, I feel like it's a feel, it feels a little um, derived for me. Like it feels like a left turn in what Bella would normally do. I agree. And like I said, like, to me, she would 100% always put herself, her, her own safety, or sorry, I said that backwards. She would put the Collins and Edwards and Jacob's safety over herself any day. Like she, 100% she would. So that's why I thought it originally. Right, right. Um, and since we've already talked about it, we can just say eventually, you know, she basically guilts Edward into it, but he, I thought he handled it mostly well. He agrees to stay with her because he is not okay with her being in the clearing. So that's kind of the only option that works for both of them. Yeah. I, I'm glad that it seems like most of the Cullens are okay with this idea. I, I think Alice has a little pushback for it. And I think she calls Bella like dramatic or um, emotional or something like that. But I'm glad that, you know, like no one is especially salty about it. Yeah. I'm surprised that Stephanie didn't make Rosalie have a whole fit about it. It would be on par. Yeah. Before we get there, Edward tries to kind of distract her. Doesn't work obviously in the end, but he basically tries to tell her the tea on the wolf pack, which was interesting. This was my favorite part. I was like, oh, oh, these pages are spicy right now. What is going on? I know. It was interesting. And last week when you asked if a girl could become a werewolf, I literally was like, I don't know. They've never said. <laughs> Emily is a snake. She, she's been lying to me this whole time. Girl, you don't even know what I've been lying about yet. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> Page is like one inch from the camera right now. Okay. So the highlights. Jacob is second in command, and that apparently means that he can issue orders that have to be like, um, you know how Sam's thing is like if he gives an order, they physically cannot disobey it. Apparently he can do that too. What did you think about that? I mean, it makes sense because Jacob seems to be like one of the strongest and he's developed the fastest and he is Ephraim's I think great great grandson or great grandson so it would make sense that he would hold some level of power or like high he would be high in the hierarchy I didn't I was not expecting second in command though you know like so quickly it's impressive yeah I think you're right that it, it does have to do with his bloodline but while we're on the subject, Embry, who joined joined a little bit after Jacob, right? Because no, he joined before. Yeah. Because Jacob and Quill were like stressed about it. Yes, you're right. And that's drama rama because his mom is not Quill you, so she had to have a father for Embry that was one of like basically there's three options, and all of them were married at the time. You don't have to say. But does this ever get cleared up? Do we do we get any kind of conclusion to this? It never is revealed. I mean, maybe in, like Stephanie has said, out outside of canon, but not that I know of. Who do you think it is? I just feel like old Quill is too old. Like even back then he would have been old. And don't they say that she's like, okay, let me... Okay, it doesn't say her age. I just kind of assume that she was young when she moved down, but it doesn't say that. But I just, I cannot, I love Billy too much. I just don't see him. And he, like, seems really sad about his wife's death. So I just feel like it was Sam's dad. What do you think? 
That was my bet too. Although I don't know really much. I don't know too much about Old Quill, so I didn't honestly didn't even know that his name was Old Quill. It just says Quill Senior. So I didn't think it was Billy. I was like, no way. He's too good. I can't, I can't picture that. So it was either Joshua or Quill. And I was like, we don't really know anything about Joshua. So I'm going to say him. Yeah. And that's what Edward says. They all like to believe, but they don't really talk about it. And as we were alluding to earlier, Leah is part of the pack. And he's fucking rude about her. Picture me as Kim Kardashian hitting him with my purse. Because he's like, she makes it miserable for the rest of us. Well, let's just say, Edward, Jacob picks, or Bella picks Jacob. And then you somehow become a werewolf and you have to just think about, or you just have to hear their thoughts about how in love they are every day. Then come crying to me about how Leah makes everyone miserable. This... This vibe was this author's own internalized misogyny is to the max. You know, of course she's of course when a girl joins the group of guys, she's the annoying one and no one likes her and she's making it miserable for everyone else. Of course. Yes, totally. It has like um not pick me girl energy. It's it's like I'm one of the boys energy. Like I'm not like the other girls energy. Totally, but then also they don't like her. So it's like a weird inversion of that. I just, I'm not here for any of it. But I do think it's cool that Leah's a werewolf. And Bella briefly remembers when she was crying when they were telling the Quilly legends and they said like the sons of the original chief. And it's like, um, I exist too. Yeah, in my mind, like obviously this is just um editorialized I guess or fictionalized in my own head but like what I was picturing was that maybe she knew it was like kind of maybe the symptoms since it's you know known in the community and she knew it was happening to her and maybe she was like nervous and scared because I'm sure she doesn't have any other women to talk to about it you know like she probably feels alone and like what am I gonna do they're going to know my thoughts and like all this crazy stuff. I, my heart really went out to her because I really genuinely felt like she was nervous and probably super scared about what was coming up for her. I fully agree. I do want with one caveat. Um, She does have her mom who has replaced Harry on the council. So her mom knows about it, which that at least is good because, you know, um, Jacob was talking about how when you have to keep it from, like, like, I don't think Embry's parents know or, like, Quill's parents would know because they're part of it. But, like, I bet Embry's mom doesn't know, you know? So it's, like, things like that that, like, at least she does have her mom. Right. Right. I was thinking more, like, physically, like, what it would be like, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's no precedent for it. Damn. (sighs) What else? What else is the tea? I think that's pretty much it for Wolfpack tea. And literally right as it ends, um, they go back to their argument. And that's when they kind of come to an agreement. But this whole time, Bella keeps calling herself selfish, cruel, like she's ashamed, but not enough to like take it back. And I was curious about your thoughts on that. Do you think like we both think she's being dramatic? Obviously. But do you think she's being selfish? I, you know, I don't think she's necessarily being selfish. I feel like, again, this is probably me editorializing. But, you know, let's just say hypothetically that Edward stays in the battle. And there's all these casualties, you know, people die, including Edward. I feel like for Bella, you know, then it's like, what was this? This wasn't even worth it. You know, like knowing the Collins is great, but like Edward is her whole life at this point. And like, if he were to die, like she would have no reason to live and she would want to die. And then all the Collins put themselves in danger for this outcome. And I like, to me, I don't think it's selfish because I mean, she's literally a human in immense danger right now. And like, 
her the one person that like this is all kind of like about for her and like her focal point is like risking his life and you know I would be super nervous and anxious the whole time too and you know I I don't think it's selfish of her to want to keep him safe or at least just know that he's okay yeah I agree and it's nice for Bella to like to see Bella stick up for herself literally once because she never does yeah yeah and I like I not that not that the plan with Seth wasn't a great plan, but I just, I like the thought of having someone who like will literally like he will do anything to keep her safe. She will, you will not die Bella. Like I know like Edward would literally like make the earth change its rotation to make sure that Bella stays alive. So like, I know that she's going to be safe in this circumstance. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's funny. So eventually they do come to that agreement that, you know, Edward is going to sit out and be with Bella during the battle. As Paige was mentioning earlier, Alice is a little annoyed. She just says, like, Edward is such a grouch when he doesn't get his way. I'm just anticipating living with him for the next few months. I suppose if it keeps you sane, it's worth it. But I wish you could control the pessimism, Bella. It's so unnecessary. Like, okay, that's a little rude, but okay. Yeah, I feel like in this book, Alice is, like, a little sassier. Like, in Twilight, she was so excited to be friends with Bella and, like, kissed her on the cheek. And, like, I feel like they were, like, BFFs. And now in this book, she's just, like, laying laying it on thick. (laughs) I think this is her real personality, and she just, like, has gotten to know Bella well enough to, like, pull it out. (laughs) That's a really good point. Uh, we've all been there, right? Like you're, you know, you're friends with someone like when you first meet them, and then later on you're calling them like mean names. <laughs> oh yeah, slut. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me see. So then Charlie comes home, and Bella is so slow. Alice literally steps on her foot to try to get her to go along with her plan to like quote-unquote, go shopping with Alice this weekend. I'm like, Bella, you literally know that, what is it, 19, I think they said, 19 vampires are coming to town this weekend to fight your boyfriend's family. Like, catch on, please. This confirmed to me that Bella did not get into Dartmouth on her own. (laughs) I'm so dead. (laughs) So true. I mean, I just, I, come on, come on. (laughs) Finally, she does figure it out. And so she gets Charlie to agree to let her stay with Alice, which she thinks she's actually staying with Alice. And she finds out later, it's actually sexy time. She's staying with Edward because Alice has to go hunting to prep for the battle. And she's pretty pumped. Um, I wanted to read part of this. No, I didn't, actually. I was gonna, and then I read it again, and I was like, no, that makes me cringe. <laughs> I <laughs> I do have to say, though, I don't know. I feel like there's two types of people. There's the people who like to have people over at their house, and there's the people that like to go to other people's houses. I am one of the latter. I always really disliked when people came to my house. I always really looked forward to going to other people's houses. Um, And so, like, when I started, like, when I was, after I turned 18, when I started to, like, see people and spend the night, like, when I got the invite to spend the night at a lover's house that was like the most I loved that shit I would get so excited and like I know that Bella has slept over at their house a million times and literally Edward spends every single night with her but like I don't know if she's already starting to hatch this plan about what's gonna go on but like I can totally feel the excitement and I totally get it yes it totally has sleepover energy but like in a sexy way (laughs) Mm mm-hmm you know, any sleepover can have sexy energy if you just if you just lean in. You can't come over to my house anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
I was going to say, it is going to be the first time that there's not, like, six people with supernatural hearing around. You know what I mean? That is the thing. It's like, my roommates aren't home. Come on over. My parents are away. Come on over. Totally. Totally. Um, Similar, but not, but related, but not. I did start Euphoria. That show is fucking bonkers. It's as crazy as everyone says. Like, just so many dicks in the first episode alone. I was like, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Well, slap my knee and call me Sally. Maybe I should get an HBO account. (laughs) Maybe you do a free trial and just binge it. Who is the time? Me, bitch. You know why? Because tomorrow's my last day at Chipotle. I was going to say, you do have three jobs, though. And then even after you quit the Chipotle one, you'll still have two jobs. Here's the thing, though. I won't have to leave the house. I can put Euphoria on while I'm editing OSHA manuals. I wouldn't recommend. I would not recommend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To the point where I was like, my neighbors probably think I'm watching porn. It's a great show, don't get me wrong, but I, I mean, I'm only two episodes in, but I'm like, I, I had my window open, and I was like, I'm gonna have to shut that, because people walking by for sure think I'm watching porn. It makes me think of, in high school, maybe it was, like, after college started, but I went over to Tommy's house one time, and his mom, who is, like, she's just the nicest lady, and she's very Catholic, um, she we were all standing in the kitchen and she goes you know one of my friends recommended orange is the new black do you think that i would like it and i was like i you know it's a really good show and i'm picturing literally the very first episode there are just raw tits out in the first like 15 seconds and i'm like i don't think it's the show for you i just i don't think you're gonna like it that's so funny (laughs) wonder if she ever ended up watching it I mean, maybe she would have liked it, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, same. Um, Kind of the only other things in this chapter, they have their training night again. Um, Bella has a, another moment that proves she didn't get into Dartmouth on her own. On page 429, um, she asks Edward if he's going to like be p- participating in the play fighting since he's not doing the real thing. And he says, I'll help Jasper when he needs it. He wants to try some unequal groupings, teach them how to deal with multiple attackers. He shrugged. And a fresh wave of panic shattered my brief sense of confidence. They were still outnumbered. I was making that worse. I'm like, the math is mathing, Bella. They've been outnumbered the whole time. (laughs) What? It's not like it was like, because there's ten wolves and there was seven vampires. Now there's six. Okay, that makes 16. Both 16 and 17 are less than 19. Last time I checked. Well, we know that calculus was the one test that she was nervous about. However, I'm going to say that is 17 greater than or less than 19 is far from a calculus problem. And I will leave it at that because we all have dumb bitch moments. in this. She's had two in this chapter. So, you know. It is, it is what it is. Um, only other thing, so she's like freaking out. Jacob comes over and can tell that she's stressed. So he like sits with her as a wolf. I said, all I wrote for that part was, no, thank you. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it, bro. Yeah, they're like talking, but not because Jacob obviously can't talk. But they're kind of just cuddling because she's quote-unquote, cold. And that's the whole chapter. Malcolm just got up from, like, a six-hour nap. You good, bro? Okay. You didn't, did you have anything that we didn't cover? I, it's just, again, this chapter ends not great. Like, not, not that the content wasn't great. It's just, writing-wise, not a great way to end the chapter. Um, but the, parag- the second-to-last paragraph reads, It was strange. Even though he was in this bizarre form, this felt more like the way Jake and I used to be. The easy, effortless friendship that was as natural as breathing in and out than the last few times I'd been with Jacob while he was human. 
Odd that I should find that again here when I thought this wolf thing was the cause of its loss. Like, first of all, one, that would have been probably a good way to end the chapter. I don't know. I would like leaving it like kind of at that, like, like Bella realizing like, oh, him in this like natural form, like is more like the Jake than I ever remember. That could have been better than adding this the killing games continued in the clearing and I stared at the hazy moon. There was no need for that sentence. But two, just the continuation of the monster fucking. It just never stops. Truly. I just want to read Megan Thee Stallion's quote again. It's always relevant. Here I go. (laughs) This Twilight Saga is going to take all these kids' money. Now it's a part two to Breaking Dawn. When will the shit end? Just fuck the wolf. Yes, ma'am. Wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Megan, chapter 13, verse 7. Okay. Next chapter. Compromise. The shit show. Basically, the first few pages... What? what? The first line is... Everything was ready. (laughs) Including her loins. Ew, don't say loins. That's another one that you've got to not say in front of me. I'm sorry. Add it to the list. Um, Including, and I was, oh, oh no, I was just about to use a word that's also in the list, so it's a good thing I didn't. What was it? Including her quivering breasts. <laughs> so gross. This has the same energy as when I come across a tweet on my Twitter feed that's like, you have this user blocked. And I'm like, ooh, who is it? And then I click on it and then it makes me mad. And that's why I have them blocked. Anyways. Well, I was just going to say, I know that that action was happening because Bella seems pretty urgent in this chapter to rip her blouse open. I just, why? 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 I'm also going to put it out there that like, Like, and this might just be a me thing, and I'm sorry, but if it's the night that I'm consummating my love for the first time with my hot boyfriend, slash, it's the first time I've ever done this, I don't know if I'd wear a button-down shirt. Like, it just doesn't scream sexy to me. Yeah, but would it have in 2006, maybe? Maybe. I I mean, it's giving me khaki skirt energy. Yeah, I mean, you can't really be that surprised. Yeah. His is buttoned down as well, but that makes a little more sense for guys, I feel like. I, it's like, if it, if the same shirt, if it's, like, it's the same style, but the fit of a button-down, I feel like, is better for a male body. And when it's on a woman, it's made to, like, hide and make them look... Like, just, it's not, it's not made to make someone look sexy. I don't know. In my, in my mind, I always associate button-down shirts with, like, modesty and school dress code. Yeah, you got me there. So, yeah, the first few pages of this chapter are just talking about Bella. Bella, are just Bella talking about how she's ready to do it. Which, as Paige mentioned earlier, she suspected from early on. So right when they get there, first of all, he carries her over the threshold, which I'm like, you're supposed to save that for your wedding night, you fucking weirdos. I mean, to Bella, this is like, this is it. This is like leading up to it. True. But Edward's the one who does it. I just thought it was weird. This is, this is intimacy for Edward. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So when they first get there, Edward gives... The aforementioned heart to Bella and puts it on her bracelet. They have some funny back and forth about how his heart and this heart are similar. It's hard and cold and it throws rainbows in the sunlight. You forgot the most important similarity. It's beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. You forgot the most important similarity. I hate it. (laughs) I feel like my go-to line for like, Bella and Edward ever expressing affection for each other is blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Mine is just... (sighs) That's true. Uh, 
Uh, so then Bella asks if they can negotiate something, but she's super nervous to be like, can we fuck? So first she's like, okay, like what if we talked about like your conditions for changing me into a vampire yourself? So all of a sudden we learn that not only does Edward want her to get married, he also wants to pay for her college tuition, which I get that one's not that surprising because they've all been to college like a bunch of times, right? But he also wants to get her another car, which I'm like, if she's indestructible, why does she need like another? Why do you care so much? This family, that's like a love language for the Cullens is like getting nice cars. That's true. I just didn't want to believe it because it's gross. It would be less gross if the money wasn't like got in such a terrible way. Like, if they legitimately worked, and this is Carlisle's, you know, like, he's saved all this money from being a doctor for so long, and, you know, he, I would feel better about it, but I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the only reason it's gross to me. Like, if you like cars, that's fine, good for you. But this is, like, fucking stolen white people wealth, so. Anyways. So, Bella finally gets around to the point she's trying to make where she's like, I'm not going to want you the same way that I want you now after I become a vampire because all I'm going to want is blood. And somehow he's not getting it. So she's like, allow me to demonstrate. (laughs) This poor girl. She's trying. Like, I feel for her, you know? I mean, I, I I totally get how all of this is going on with Bella. Like, when it's, it's your first time and, like, I can, you know, she's not, she's pretty shy, I would say. And, you know, like, I, it's not, it's not outrageous for me to believe that Bella would have a hard time, like, saying the word sex or, like, bringing up anything like that. And, like, even though, like, knowing myself, it took a lot of years of getting comfortable with, like, the physical act of love to, like, know how to be assertive and ask, like, what you want. So, like, I totally get, feeling nervous and not knowing quite how to word it and like utilizing what you know to be the way to turn people on to you know get what she wants you know totally totally yep I agree um Edward at first asterisk asterisk does not go for it you know he says that she's being ridiculous um like there's no way that they can do that like he rips up the furniture, not really rips it up, but he does break a little rose off the furniture to show his strength, which is like, we've been new, you fucking ruined a tree on their, like, second date. As if you could possibly outrun me. As if you could possibly fight me off. So Bella, understandably, gets kind of offended, because it does feel like a little bit like rejection, like, even though she knows he's doing it because he doesn't want to hurt her. There's also that element of, like, he doesn't want to hurt her and he's like doesn't want to risk it because he doesn't want her as much as she wants him which according to him is not true. I I believe him but I 100% see Bella's perspective. I would feel exactly the same way. Yep, I'd be salty as hell. <laughs> and then also like I would feel like the night is ruined. Totally. Like, how do you get back in the mood after that? Or even just back to, like, normal after that. Like, I, that's all I would be able to think about. Like, this is embarrassing. But one time in eighth grade, I really, really worked up the courage to kiss my middle school boyfriend on the lips for the first time. And I didn't do it. And I was, like, hung up about it for, like, like, weeks because I, like, had this whole plan in my head, and, like, I had everything planned. I just had it all worked out, and then I just, like, got too nervous and didn't do it, and it was, like, it ruined, like, the next two weeks of my life. That's not embarrassing. That's relatable. It's just embarrassing, because I know how everything else went, and it's, like, oh, you could have waited. You didn't have to. You didn't have to be that. It's fine. It was a learning process. I wish I had been able to push off my first kiss to never, not really, but the person that I had my first kiss with, it was unpleasant. 
So I just really was what I'm saying is I wish I could have been with someone else. That's so mean. He's a great person. Okay. So Edward, you know, tries to convince Bella that that's not the case at all, that he does really want to have sex with her, but like he just feels like it's too dangerous. They skip right by this, but I'm like, I want this tea on page 445, he says. Of course I do, princes want you. You silly, beautiful, oversensitive girl. Doesn't everyone? I feel like there's a line behind me, jockeying for position, waiting for me to make a big enough mistake. You're too desirable for your own good. Though I have to send a petition around to get you to believe. Shall I tell you whose names would be on the top of the list? You know a few of them, but some might surprise you. I'm like, yeah, I want the petition. Angela. True. So true. <laughs> I will I will die on this hill. I will die on it. I will die with you and we can be buried next to each other. Oh my god. <laughs> like the Pompeii ones who are holding hands. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. So, yeah. They go back and forth on the on the sex issue, basically. And Bella gets to begging, and that kind of works for Edward. She gets to begging, and she gets to basically promising, or like agreeing to all of his conditions. One of which is marriage, which we'll talk about in a bit. But this begging and agreeing to his conditions kind of makes Edward cave a little bit like for a second you think it's gonna go the way that Bella wants because they really get hot and heavy but then when she starts taking her clothes off it's a funny line in the movie you know when he's like will you stop taking your clothes off and she's like oh you want to do that part this is funny um but turns out he is just saying that he wants to be married first and I know Paige I know you said that Stephanie's Christianity is showing and I agree. But this is the discourse about the discourse. And again, this is not an original thought by me. People in the fandom have talked about this already. But it's, I feel like people overcorrect so far on this topic in this series because they want to clown Stephanie for being racist as she deserves and being Mormon and allowing that to like influence, you know, her opinions on race and her opinions on gender and gender roles. But I will say, I think it's important for there to be male heterosexual characters that do not want to have sex just right off the bat. Like they have their own terms about it. Cause this, especially back then was like very, very rare. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I did not, consider that and I think that that's a really great point um I think it goes hand in hand also with showing Edward having a lot of mental anguish and struggling with you know depression and you know suicidal idealizations you know it just showing men showing emotion great love that um and I, I didn't think about that that is a good point that I you know I definitely breezed over that yeah and it it almost makes me cringe looking back on it now because Bella even clowns him for it. She kind of says like, you're making me look like a villain in a cartoon, like trying to steal your virtue. And he tries to be like, Oh no, I'm like protecting your virtue, but it's okay to also want to protect. Like if that's a religious belief that you have, that's fine too. Like a lot of people have that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think it also in a way works in Edward's, not his favor, but like a positive characterization of him. Because, you know, if he had just jumped right on in and risked everything, knowing how dangerous it was, it maybe it would color the, the, um, the reader's interpretation of him. You know, him having restraint and saying, not right now, not that I don't want to, but let's, you know, take it a little slower. You know, I think it could work in his favor. Yeah, I agree. I just think that kind of representation is important, even if it's beneath all these veils of, like, 
religion and every other thing, you know? I think for me, and I'm trying to find the exact place where it was worded. I should have written it down. But there's a point where you had mentioned it, where he was like, you know, I'm trying to protect your virtue at the same time. And there's a point where Edward talks about the fact that, like, he's killed people before. He's a bad guy. He's already lost his soul. And he doesn't want the same the same sort of thing to be happening to Bella and the way that I interpreted that was are you equating murdering people to taking someone having sex before marriage like to me it just it made it seem like it was this horrible evil thing that was the equivalent of murder and I'm like I I didn't want it I that's how I interpreted that to be. So for me, that's why I read this as like the overbearing Christianity of it all. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that both can exist at the same time because that is definitely a false equivalency of him being like, there's these three religious rules that I have to follow. Do not covet, do not murder and do not have sex before marriage. You know, and like that's obviously very different magnitudes of quote-unquote sin or whatever you would want to call it so yeah I yeah I think both can exist at the same time so I think you're right as well yeah I'm glad that you pointed that out though because like I said I was just so distracted by what I talked about that I didn't I didn't even think about that I mean same yeah I you know having a religious upbringing sometimes I'm like I don't even see where it comes in so I'm glad that you pointed that out Mm mm-hmm this is real quick and it's just for me, but on the top of page 155, on top of page 455, sorry, the sentence that's after trying to seduce a vampire, he shook his head in mock horror. What does the sentence after that say? You can covet what's already yours. You, you can covet what's already yours, I informed him. I always thought that was a typo, so I was wondering if it was fixed in your version but it's not. So I don't know. This is not a new edition of Eclipse. I bought this used. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's right. So yeah, maybe they fixed it in later versions. Cause I think she's trying to say you can't covet what's already yours. Right. I didn't even read it as you can. My brain filled in can't. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood that growing up and I was like, what, what does this mean? <laughs> Anyways, such a small thing, but now here we are and it turns out Bella has agreed to marry him because she <laughs> wanted to have sex with him. It's a little I don't know. What do you think about this whole thing? This whole marriage thing? I obviously don't like it. I I mean, we all know this for a fact. I am a little bummed that Bella didn't stick with her guns on this. You know, it's like the one thing that I felt like she really, you know, held firm about was that you know she wa- she just wasn't sure about marriage she didn't want to rush into anything and you know this and that and I I feel like eventually they would get married I just it it does make bum me out a little bit that he swayed her so easily however I can think of a few men who if they were like if you marry me I will have sex with you I'd think about it. <laughs> Do you want to name names? I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to think like who's like who would be number one? Maybe Paul Rudd. That's fair. I support that. I'll be your maid of honor in that one. <laughs> um, as Paige mentioned earlier, Edward gives Bella his mom's engagement ring that his dad bought for his mom. And let me just tell you, girl, the, they had a ring specially designed for the movie, and it is so ugly. It is atrocious. It looks like you could buy it at Claire's. It is so bad. You are not prepared. See, that's the thing. I saw a post one time. It was on, I I can't remember what subreddit it was, but it was this girl, and she was like, my boyfriend proposed to me. I, you know, I'm in love with him. I love him so much. Like, 
I, I knew that he was going to propose. We like had already talked about it, you know, like I just knew I just had to wait for it to happen, but he proposed with his grandmother's engagement ring, you know, and that's totally fine. Like I love the sentimental value of it, but it's so, so ugly. And like, I don't want to like, I don't want to embarrass him and I don't want to say that I'm not grateful, but like, I just like cannot see myself wearing this for the rest of my life. And let me tell you, that is one of the ugliest rings I've ever seen. Instead of like, like a gem, it was a pearl, which like pearls get scuffed and like scratched so easily that like, there's a reason why pearls are like necklaces because like you should not have them on your hands because your hands are all doing all kinds of stuff. And it was like a huge pearl for like a teeny tiny little band. And I, I felt so bad for her. I was like, I do, I'm not jealous of your, I'm not envious of you at all. You know, that is a really fucked up thing. Like I, I feel the exact same way. Like, I don't know what I would say. Like, I don't want to wear this. It's just not cute. Yeah. I mean, it's not really that relevant to Bella because she likes it. She thinks it's beautiful. But the one in the movie, it's literally flat. Like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, flat. And then the stones are, like, in it. It's so ugly. You'll see. (sighs) Okay, so he does the whole proposing thing. And she says yes. And then the last little paragraph here is, he took my left hand and kissed each of my fingertips before he kissed the ring that was now mine. <laughs> Paige is putting her fingertips in her mouth. <laughs> Me after I eat a bag of hot Cheetos and I get to lick all the dust off at the end. God. Okay, did you have anything from that chapter we skipped? No, let's just let's just let's just end this chapter. <laughs> If it feels like we're scooting, we are because I have a work thing in 14 minutes and this is like, you know, the time that we record. But also we're just trying to get this over with. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know we're always hating. It's entertaining to read. I'll give them that. I like there is no way. There's no way that these two don't bone at some point. Like the lead up to this boning is at this point now almost three books. Like, Stephanie is not going to leave the readers high and dry. I know she's not. So it's like, I knew that it was coming at some point, pun intended, but I I just, I'm, I don't want to read it. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you, because there's more to be had. <laughs> also, high and dry is also a pun in this scenario. I was going to say that, but then I let it slide, but then you brought it back, so I, I appreciate it. Um, for next week, we're just reading chapter 21. It's called Trails. What do you think? Okay, I think that either one, maybe they're gonna, like, scope out a place for Bella to go, like, follow some trails, or, slash, slash, and, or, maybe it's, like, following the trails of the vampires, or leaving, Bella's leaving the trail for the new vampires to the clearing, it's going to be something with with following a trail. I mean, that seems obvious, but. <laughs> okay, I like it. All right, in the interest of me getting to my work meeting on time, <laughs> you can find us on social media. Hit us up. We always want to hear from you. It's been a quiet week, so we'd love to hear from y'all. We are on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays After Twilight. We are on Twitter at Taft Pod. You can email us at TuesdaysAfterTwilight at gmail.com. If you want to watch Eclipse with us on Hulu Watch Party um, sometime next month or in June, probably, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. And also, we really encourage you to donate to the Quilliot's efforts to move their cultural lands to higher ground. And anyone who does that and sends us proof of donation also gets into our patron events. You can donate to them and learn all about their cause at mthg.org. Paige, send them off. You are not too old to learn something new. You spread those book wings and you take flight. Libraries, amazing. Education apps, amazing. Don't be afraid to grow some brains, to grow some wrinkles in your brain because, you know, brain's a muscle and you gotta, you gotta work it out. And you know what? You have the ability. I know you do. I believe in you.
I love that. We'll see y'all next week for chapter 21 of Eclipse. Bye. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>